Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mixing It Up with Maggie. Today, we are going to be, I thought we were going to be Skyping with Maggie, but um, I decided to do this phone call with my friend from Texas, Destiny. Um, I found this really great um, website that allows you to record your phone call conversations, and it turns them into an MP3 file. I'm going to put the link of it down below. But it's really great if you guys are doing something similar to me where you're doing a podcast and you don't want to pay like extra Skype fees or anything like that, um, but you still want good audio and your phone call to be recorded. So I'm going to go ahead and call Destiny, and we're going to start our show about social media activism. I wanted to welcome you to Mixing It Up with Maggie, and I wanted you to introduce yourself, tell everybody um, where you are right now, because you're a New Yorker, but you left us to be somewhere warmer. Yeah. Um, and then we can get started talking about our topic. Okay, cool. So I'm Destiny. I'm Maggie's ex-work wife. Um, <laughs> we used to work together, um, but I decided to get up and move to Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And um, a lot of people ask me why. I don't really know, like, what made me come over here. Um, I was going to grad school out here and stuff um it is not hot at all like today it's actually like 30 degrees so i have a winter coat on right now but yeah what's your field of study in in undergrad and then what are you studying out in grad school okay cool um so in undergrad i got my bachelor's in journalism communications um so i was really into like writing and television production some radio and stuff like that and then for grad school, I was studying um, marketing. We actually met at um, at a community media center. Um, we both worked um, for a nonprofit um, public access channel, and it was to to me when I first I had like a completely different view of what community media was supposed to be like. I really. I kind of, I feel like I took it for granted. And then I met Destiny and um, I felt that there was a lot that I didn't know. Yeah. And he taught me a lot about um, not just um, community media, but I felt like I just didn't, I had like a lot of thoughts and ideas and I just didn't even have the vocabulary to actually go out or like express that. And mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't able to, to talk about certain things, even, even in, feminism and all the other all the other areas that that I do have conversations in I feel like I'm much more aware and much more informed now after I met you oh um, so I really do feel that, <laughs> that yeah you, you you're partly the reason why I'm, I'm my the the content that I produce now and that I focus on whether it is through writing podcasting or recording um, visual recording it, it has that other touch to it um, right. and it has that, that kind of like, um, socially conscious aspect to it. It's not just um, yeah. entertainment. So mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very happy to do this with you because I just been, first of all, I miss you dearly. Here yes. <laughs> and especially with everything that's been going on, um, mm -hmm. we both used to teach a course together. It was called Journalism in the Age of Social Media where we taught young people how to be 
um, socially conscious online and how to be um, social media activists. So we're going to go through what that means because I feel like it's very relevant now, especially yeah. the, last, the last two years. Um, so what is social media activism? Because we know what activism is and like outside and being in the protests and things like that. But how do you, how would you define that like in social media? Oh my goodness, Maggie. <laughs> hey, I, I sent you the question. I know, I know. No, I have notes right in front of you, girl. Like I have everything written down. But I just want to mention the fact that, like, thank you for choosing me to actually talk about this um, this topic because it's something that you and I were so involved in. Like, we used to teach this course. I don't even know how many times we taught it, you know. But we, like, this is our thing. And then I feel like since I moved here and I'm no longer teaching about, you know, teaching um about like social justice stuff. I'm just like, not that I'm out of touch with my social justice lifestyle or whatever, my beliefs and stuff. It's just, I literally have not found my group of people to like sit down and actually have these conversations with. So I'm so excited for this conversation. It's not even funny, but um, to me, um, social act like social media activism, I guess, um, well, activism alone, it's, you know, bringing about like political change, social change, um, and people do that by like campaigning and stuff. So I think social media activism is activism, but online, you know, like it's so easy to get the word out there, um, spread the message, things like that through social media. So I think it's a tool that people are now using to like reach the masses. Um, to talk about, either talk about, you know, issues that they care about or propose some type of change and stuff. So to me, that's what I think, like, that's how I define social activism. Yeah. And and with that comes um, this other thing, because like somebody who, you know, I, I think if we, you know, would have brought in somebody like, for example, like Iris, like Iris Morales, into mm-hmm. the conversation, um, who um, was and like actually been to protests and done like the actual lead work before social media was a thing? Mm-hmm. I think people like that would say, "Well, social media is activism." And I have, I had, I have encountered older folks telling me that mm-hmm. a lot. Like when I put, when I would post something like, "Oh, you know, sign this petition for this," um, I won't mention their name, but they might <laughs> be listening right now, and they told me like, "Oh no, that's that's just." That's just activism or lazy activism. So what do you say mm-hmm. to that? Because we, our course, we revolved around the fact that even though it does maybe have that that little bit of an easiness component to it, it still made mm-hmm. some changes. It's still... Yeah. 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 I think um, when they call it like laxivism or slacktivism, they have like so many different terms for um, the fact that people think that nothing can come out of being a social media activist. Um, I just don't believe it. I mean, there's a difference between being like a social media activist and then a social media like enthusiast, you know, like somebody who kind of just like posts, um, oh, this is what Trump said, or oh, look at this rally. Oh, look at this, like listen to this sad podcast about, you know, like things like that. There's a difference between sharing things and then actually sharing things, but like helping people act upon things. So for example, um, I guess something that I'm involved with now, 
the whole woman's march thing. So yeah. yes, we billions of people showed up. They're wearing their pink pussy hats and stuff and rallying. And yes, like I think that is amazing. I've never seen like a protest rally that huge, like based on you know yeah. like women's rights and stuff. So I was like, yo, this is dope, whatever. Um, but now what? Like if all those billions of people that were there would actually like take the time and you know like harass their senators and you know like actually go through the next steps to make yes. change i think that change would actually happen and it would happen faster so. yeah i think um it's so interesting because this is i think maybe the first or second lesson that we had our students do um, mm -hmm. where we show them how to properly share things because it, mm -hmm. it, i think I think you hit you hit it on the head. There's a difference between sharing and being an actual social social activist. Some people even mm -hmm. have two different accounts for that reason because when you have a personal account, sometimes um, you know not everyone that is in your personal life shares the same beliefs as you are. And I think um, activism is this other kind of component that that you have. And some people have two accounts for that reason. Right. Um, and there is a difference. You even showed me how it's just even in the wording of how you post something. It's not, mm -hmm. hey, check this out. Hey, look at this. Mm -hmm. um, it There is a, an analysis component that goes with it. And then there's right. also action steps that you have to give people something to do. Speaking of things that we just share, mm -hmm. um, let me tell you that I actually um, fell for some fake news during the election and I know this is something that uh -oh. I don't know if it irks you as much as it irks me but because you study journalism I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of that that field in general has taken a big hit um, right. because of you know people trying to be social journalists or like social activists but not in not in the sense that they're bringing about change but I know I fell for one account on Facebook. I'm not going to mention what it is. I'm actually super embarrassed that I did this. But oh, was, <laughs> I think it was you or somebody else who, who posted, like, these are the sites that are or pages on Facebook that are actually fake news. And uh -huh. they look legitimate. They look real. So mm -hmm. have you fallen for any of those? Or, like, what do you think of fake news or, like, people trying to, like, be these, these journalists online now that they have the power? you know, with these really cool cameras on the on the phone and Twitter yeah. and all that stuff. Like you said, it's easy to just fall for something. Like you see an article, you, you see a headline, and you're like, holy shit, oh, my God, I got to share this. You know, like sometimes without even reading the entire article, sometimes without even, like, noticing what the news source is. Um, and honestly, I have done that, like, several times. It is embarrassing to say. Uh, but then I don't know if I was the person who shared the thing that says, like, look out for these websites. But I did read um, an article that, like, shows you which websites yeah. and stuff are fake. And in my head, I'm like, who the hell, does, like, who has the time to sit there? Like, why? Like, I just don't understand, <laughs> you know, like, what are they getting out of that kind of thing? So it's frustrating. Um, but lately, I've been kind of trusting the people that um, – I share like news from so there's like I have like a handful of people on my news feed that I know that they would like take the time out to read through mm -hmm. stuff and fact check and stuff like that because I honestly don't have the time to do that. Um, two things. One is I I think that a lot of people actually have a belief that they think that writing these fake news 
is a form of activism. It's like them trying to take control um, of the media, of the news out there, because they are not trusting. It's really hard nowadays to also trust big network corporations that are supposed to have legitimacy, but have mm-hmm. proven otherwise. And in now with also like the president of the United States saying, oh, there's fake news, there's fake news everywhere. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to find um, any any legitimate um, sources. Everything is just so like photoshopped or or tweaked mm-hmm. or edited in a certain way. Um, but I think I actually, you know, a lot of people I, I was reading, it's like they believe that if by doing this kind of like fake post, they're actually being activists. Like they're actually thinking that they're going to bring about some sort, like they're just kind of like um, like another level of trolling. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're, they're trying to provoke something in it. And I think it comes from both sides. I think from the Democratic side, from the Republican side, from the liberals, from the conservative, it's like they're both kind of um, um, in this in this battle for like who can we annoy so much more for something right. to happen. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, do they get paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, but I feel like some people are that desperate, you know, like they yeah. are so. I know the one that I saw for was um was a democratic side it was something that and they they would just put like all these things about um about Trump and even though some of them were so like uh blatantly not true some mm-hmm. of them you have to question because I mean our president is kind of crazy I'm not going to lie but right you, you have to question it's like did he actually do this but this I just yeah, made me think of like the hashtag that I can't remember what the hell the hashtag is. But something, like, now all the Trump voters are, like, regretting their choice. Um, yes, I saw that. I saw that, So now that, there's, yeah. like, a hashtag, and they're, like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what it is. But it's something, like, you know, like, I'm so mad that I voted for Trump or something like that. Now yeah. my family can't or whatever. Now my business this or now, you know. And I'm just, like, mm-hmm. that is crazy. Like, that's what happens when you, you know, you don't freaking fact check the stuff that this president was saying you know president elect yeah. whatever was saying during his campaigning and stuff like that i'm just like oh my god like these people yeah. there's too many do you by any chance have because i personally um i get um you, you showed me this tool called pocket but there was mm-hmm. are there any other apps or any websites that you use that you might not might not tell people you know, this is like a uh, a nice way to get news. I know I use Skim. Yeah. I'm gonna put that yeah. down below. I use Buffy. yeah. I use Skim. I use um Feedly, Blavity or something. Okay. Um, and they email me every day as well at like six o'clock in the morning. Um, and they it's it's a really good one. I'll forward you the email. Um, it's B L A V I T Y. Um, and it's cool because every day they'll show you, like, it's literally, like, two paragraphs, and it says, news you should know, and they'll just, like, write two paragraphs, but in those paragraphs, you can find, like, ten stories, like, ten different stories, and they, you know, they link all the stories, and then the next part of it says, the best of black Twitter, so things that are going on um, mm-hmm. in the Twitter world, I feel like that's just a completely different conversation we could have. Twitter is just, yeah, yeah amazing, um, and then it says... <laughs> Um, creator of the day, so they'll like highlight some like black artist or black um, author or somebody who's like in the community, and then the last three are 
community submitted, so things that people are like recommending or like recommended reads. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's now playing, so they'll put like videos there or like music that you should listen to. And then the last one is partner of the day. So obviously that's kind of how they, you know, um, I guess that's how they like make their money um, by mm-hmm. like, you know, shouting people out and stuff like that. That pretty much gives me like a summary of the day. I also use, um, I am like obsessed it's almost stalkerish and it's like sickening, but I literally have it on like my Google calendar. Like every Wednesday at 12 o'clock, um, bitch magazine, they're called bitch media. Yeah. They do like, um, uh, live, you know, like snack break, feminist snack break, um, every Wednesday at 12. Well, at least 12 in Texas. I think it's one in New York. Um, but yeah, so like I follow them and I signed up for their newsletter and they do something really similar. They give you like the feminist, um, you know, news of the day, then they give it to you from the day before. Um, and yeah, so that's, I think those are my three main things, the uh, Blavity, Bitch Media, and then um, I use Skim. But then to organize them, I use Speedily and Pocket. Cool. I'm going to put all the, all the links um, of everything that we mentioned. Always, I always okay. give the links out. Um, yeah. So yeah, for you guys, to the listeners, to go and check those out. People trust others. I think that you're right. I think people trust, like, let's say, for example, if I have um, an educator or an actual activist on my feed, I'll trust their their news, the thing that they share. Right. Uh, yeah. As opposed to, like, going to, like, CNN or ABC or mm-hmm. something. Um, people are trusting more each other. And I think that came about because of Twitter. Like yep. we can have a whole conversation about Twitter. Besides that, and speaking of of um, Twitter, let's talk a little bit about memes and hashtags. And okay. because this is another form of, the, I think that this is how things start to to move online. Like maybe before people used to, I don't know, make buttons or hang flyers or mm-hmm. send out newsletters. And hashtags are the thing, right? They're, yeah. they're everywhere. They're both on on. Um, they're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I bet they're on Snapchat, but I don't use Snapchat, um, right. so I don't know if they're they're there. But mm-hmm. how do, do do people just like create like how why why do you think that some hashtags go viral and others don't? Um, to be honest, I always question that. I always wondered why. Um, it kind of can go back to like the part of our course where we would teach, um, you know, like Michael Brown or Sandra Brown. Like, yeah. Why are those stories popular in the media? And it's because like they're, they start as like, you know, a hashtag or whatever. And why aren't the other stories popular? To me, I honestly am still trying to figure out like, why do some things get picked up and why does something just, you know, die like instantly before they can even become popular. Um, but I think, I mean, hashtags are so powerful. I think it really depends on who gets a hold of the hashtag. Like, yes. I can, you know, Me like, too. do something and all of my friends could share. But I, like, on social media, I'm kind of, like, nobody. You know, like, people who have, like, 1,000 or 2,000, 3,000 followers, I think those are the ones who need to start the hashtags, who need to share the hashtags, things like that, you know, and it's like, it's hard. I don't know if people like get in contact with somebody who is like, you know, popular on social media. I don't know how that works. Um, but I know the more shares and the more retweets and likes and comments and stuff like that, that are on a hashtag, like the more popular, it just like grows. And, you know, the more it's fed, the more like 
people it will reach and stuff. So I actually, um, there was something that I was trying to start in the summer. I forgot like what hashtag it was. I think I was just trying to get like my story out there. Um, and I contacted like a girl who I like had like, you know, a social media crush on. Remember the girl um, that she posted like my dub smash? Yes, yes. Yeah. So like in the summer, like I lost a family member because of like my political views, whatever, long story short, I try to share um, the conversation and, you know, just put it out there that it's okay if, you know, you have family members or friends or whatever who disagree with stuff like you. And if they decide to no longer be in contact with you because of your views, then, you know, like it's, you That's rather okay. not have that person. Yeah, you know. So I try to contact her and be like, hey, this is really important to me. This is a really important topic. It's relevant, whatever. Would you mind, like, retweeting this for me? And, like, she never responded to me. But I was like, that sucks. Like, and then I kind of was, like, being salty the next day. And I'm like, you know what is funny? The fact that people, like, are so powerful on social media, but they don't really use their social media privilege for, like, the good, you know? Social media privilege is literally like a thing. Like you have so many followers, even people who are like not interested in social good and social causes and stuff like that. Like if you were to share one thing, you know how many people you can reach? Like it's crazy. So I, um, I, 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 yeah. And I think, um, yeah, one is, is who retweets it. Um, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities are also, um, like scared who they are mm-hmm. affiliated with because I know that companies um, like what was it the journal like they try to sometimes hijack mm-hmm. um, a hashtag and it backfires really badly so I think some people are very cautious about like okay if I'm going to tweet about this or I'm going to, I mean I'm saying like if somebody has privilege I'm, I bet that they're like okay I have to really find out what is this hashtag for before mm-hmm. I start, you know, a conversation about it without without even knowing what it was about. Um, when it comes to memes, I know we did a whole thing on memes, and um, I I actually I want I want to put like the history of memes down down below in a link or something. But yeah, um, I I also like them. I think they're so um, creative, and mm-hmm. they have become. I mean, like, let me tell you that the only thing that made me happy during the month of December. Mm-hmm. Um, was the means of um, President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden. Like, yeah. <laughs> things. Those yes. made me so happy. I don't know who started them, but whoever you are, if you're listening, thank you so much. I wanted to kind of end this second session of the show with more of the action steps that we can take. I know, um, as I mentioned before, we usually teach a class. And in it, we did mention some tips and tricks on how to make sure that your posts are not just sharing, but they're like socially conscious um, and active uh, posts. They're not they're not right. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, that's how I wanted to end the show. I wanted to give people um, a call to action, basically, and okay. how not to. We were we were briefly also talking about like the uh, punch a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hashtag and this kind of violence as fur, but I think it's because of there is no hope. It's like when you when you see what's going on, it's like I don't know what I can do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and so what can we what can we impart today? So as for um, 
you know, like being online and stuff. Like I said earlier, there's a difference between being a social media activist and then being a social media enthusiast. So if you're just starting out and you're just, you know, learning about all the stuff that's going on and believe it or not, like there are people out there who have no idea what is going on. You know, like they know we have a president who's crazy. You know, They know mm-hmm. there's issues, but they don't really know how it's affecting people and stuff like that. So I call those people like social media enthusiasts because they're the ones who just like, you know, share and stuff. I feel like that's a good starting point, you know? So if that's where you need to start and educate yourself and stuff, I think that's a good place to be. Um, But then also like be mindful that you can become a social media activist by actually Mm -hmm. um, learning about like the next step. Like what can you do after you share something? And I think the other thing that we touched upon earlier was um, the fact that you need to like verify your sources and stuff. And I know in the class that we taught, we always, um, you know, we taught our students the difference between dominant and alternative media. Um, and a lot of times we turn to dominant media because that's, you know, what we see every day. So it's easy to trust those news sources. And I have to say that they're false because 90% of the time they are, um, you know, they're, they're stating facts and stuff. It's just they have a different view towards things. Um, right. So I would say, like, it's not a bad thing to share, like, something from CNN. And it's not a bad thing to share something from Fox as long as you're putting like some sort of context with it you know like if you're sharing something from fox and you agree with it then state why like start a conversation on social media i think the power like social media is so powerful because um it's starting conversations you know like things that people weren't talking about before like now they're actually you know they're um they're being said and like you know conversations could lead to mobilization try to also support like the you know, the black blogs and the women of color mm-hmm. who are writing things and stuff like that. When you first start out, when you want to do something, mm-hmm. it could be very overwhelming. I think right. that's what to me as well. Um, and then there's, uh, there's a couple of places for you to kind of start out learning, even if it's just, even the vocabulary, I feel that I have a different vocabulary now. Even, Mm -hmm. you know, I will never forget this. And this actually came from Karina. Um, We (laughs) we also have a a, a coworker, our our former supervisor, um, Karina. And I will never forget this. And I actually corrected a student not that long ago um, with the whole homeless people. Yes. People people experiencing homelessness. And Mm -hmm. that's something I, you know what I mean? Like there's just, just certain things that even when you start to talk that way, you even look at things differently. So yes. I think it could be kind of overwhelming, but we can definitely put some some links down below on as to how you can you can go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I encountered some people this year who were also um, a little bit afraid to actually go out um, and do some work um, as in, in, inside a protest. Mm-hmm. And I think that what helped me, for example, it was I always have a buddy. I always go with somebody. I actually went to one by myself. A um, rally? It was, yeah. Um, oh, it was yes. For, yeah. <laughs> um, it was for the, it was a smaller one. It was mm-hmm. actually um, something that was, to me, it was amazing because it was done w- um, with kids from high school. They put this mm-hmm. together and they were um, going around, um, Washington Heights, 
Um, and they were talking about the, the girls that were kidnapped in the Bronx, and nobody nobody really cared about them. But for those of you who are thinking about, okay, you know what, I want to take my activism from online to real life, there's definitely, first of all, you, I feel like you're going to find support. You're going to go, and you're going to mix and mingle with everyone there. Right. But you can always go with a buddy. You were, you were like my second buddy. So the first rally I ever went to was a hunter. The first one I went with you, it was a, it was a tad bit scary, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It was for in solidarity with Baltimore, what was happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was here in New York City. And um, people just started getting arrested um, left and right. And, and I remember that's when I learned the whole thing about, you know, writing your, your phone number, writing your information on your arm. Because mm-hmm. they take everything away from you. I've only been to one rally out here so far, but it's definitely um, definitely not the same. I've been asking this question a lot this past two weeks. I feel a lot. I, I feel a little hopeless. And I think it is because I've become much more aware of what's happening around me. That mm-hmm. instead of feeling powerful, I feel very sad and kind of like this. There's like an anger, but then there's a sad. I was really angry back in November and then December. And mm-hmm. then um, I think actually December 19th, when the decision was made, com- like completely made by um, um, by the Electoral College, I felt really sad. I had like a period of time where I was super sad and, and the narration and mm-hmm. everything. I've even stopped sharing content, you know, just, just because I also, when I go on Facebook, sometimes I avoid, I even avoid certain people or certain um Facebook pages because I know that they're that whatever they're going to say, first of all, it's true, but also it's very sad. Do you feel like that way? And and what do you do? I kind of want to refer because I listened to this podcast last week, um, and the girl was talking about like her emotions and stuff. You know, throughout the whole um, presidential, you know, yes. watching the debates and stuff like that. And she like mentioned three different words. First, she said frustration um, because she felt like you know like what the fuck is going on? Like, this cannot be real kind of thing. Um, And then after that, she was like, she felt, um, she mentioned the word activism because she's like, okay, now we know this is happening. We need to do something about it. And then when he actually got elected, like when he became president, she mentioned the word nihilism um, where she just felt like, you know, nothing matters. Like, why try to even uh fight this like this is what it is kind of thing and I honestly have been like living by those three words because honestly I can experience all three of those in one day in like one hour like I can feel so angry about like something that happens and then I'll feel like oh my god I have to do something about this and then right after I'll be like you know what fuck it like why like why even try you know so it's definitely like a thing like everybody is going through this at least people who actually care about you know um what's going on um Mm -hmm. but yeah like it's definitely a thing and I think the way I cope with this sort of is um I know everybody talks about self-love and blah 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 and like honestly I have not really experienced self-love until like the month of December when I started you know being more active and so I joined like um you know, I joined the dance school and stuff. So I kind of been keeping my mind off of things by being more active and I'm cooking more and I'm reading more and I'm paying more attention to me and my needs and stuff like that. And also, um, I'll send you the article so you can link it, um, you know, below. It's an article about like um, doing like a media slash news detox. 
Um, because it's important to know what's going on and stuff, but it's also important to not be so involved in the news because like you said, rarely do we hear anything positive in the media. Having like a social media or uh, news detox, go a day without logging on to social media. That shit is so hard. I have yet to accomplish that, but I've gone days without reading the news or listening to yeah. the radio and stuff like that. And that actually helps. I also would encourage something, something similar to that. I think, um, especially because if you're transitioning from being just a social um, user of social media and you're like, okay, I want to be more active. I want to be more socially conscious. Mm-hmm. I think you do need a little bit of a detox and then restart your Facebook feed and everything else with more conscious, uh, socially conscious media and um, more alternative sources. I, I mean, you can do both. Um, mm-hmm. I think something that you were telling me, that you were said before about Dominant Universal Alternative Media, I do still encourage people to watch um, and listen to Dominant Media, but with a much more critical mm-hmm. way of thinking. Um, yeah. I think that not even even things like for example like Skim or BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. um, when they have a link to something and you want to read more, I go to those links and read more. It's like it's much more like an action step that you that you yourself have to take. Um, mm-hmm. And and also with staying active, I did find that going to the gym, you know, going to the gym and also surrounding yourself with people like yourself, like a social activist, like somebody, um, I'm lucky because I work in this kind of industry. So um, I talk a lot to to Brenda and and, um, whom you know, and um, another coworker of our, Andre, about these kinds of issues. And it's it's more of like, I don't have to do it on social media, I can do it in real life. And it's kind of like a venting session. Like, I want to vent, I want to actually like, you know, um, have other other people listen to my frustration. I know, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, um, uh, one of my coworkers, Brenda, she went to the um, uh, uh, to North Dakota to protest about the pipeline. Oh, um, cool! Last year, she went. She actually went with her son. Um, so oh, she, wow! She's teaching her her five or six year old son to be more. Um, active as well and um, I was talking to her um, this week and I was like I mean if I was you I would have felt like I did something that wasn't worth it because you went over there you took that time off work you you risked your job over that and you came back and then now with the flick of a pen this person is able to say you know what whatever work you did I negate it I'm going mm-hmm. to do it anyways um, and she said, it's, it's, we still have to resist. Like she was very much, um, she says that she still has her days where it's like, you know, sometimes I feel discouraged and sometimes I feel like, you know what, I have to fight. I have to mm-hmm. do something kind of like what we were feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think a lot of people are experiencing that, that kind of, I don't know, like that, that hopelessness. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a kind of dread. It's like we're yeah. waiting for, for things to get worse and worse and worse. Now we have that this Muslim ban. Um, hmm. I, did you see the picture of um, the, the JFK airport? It's oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that's my fate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm. So, so yeah. So, so first of all, um, you know, look at the, the links down below. Two, I would say, um, 
to be more conscious about the sources that you use for your news. And then um, three, you know, get a buddy and mm-hmm. go out there and do some some good, even if it's something local. I think that you can start off with, like, your community and knowing what's going on around there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I also learned um, where, where, where we used to work. And, um, and then also something that I, I've been trying to do um, is be more aware of my local government. Because yeah. you used to just think like the president and that's just the face. So then any any outrage that I have, it would go towards that one branch of the government when basically they all work together. You know, uh, Congress is huge and mm-hmm. we have representatives there. And then who are they? And then who represents, you know, from my, you know, my um uh, my district to my borough to my city to my state and all of those all of those things and why are they being uh, why are, why why are things happening around my my area? Yeah, that's something that I just recently um, tried. I'm trying to get more into because when we think of politics, when people think of politics, they think of like like you said, like the cabinet and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know anything about. I don't even know who my mayor is like I'm new to Texas I don't know anything so like my thing now has been researching and like getting to know the people who actually have power like last week not even last week well Friday I sent um two postcards to like the senator here um you know like telling him why I marched I didn't march for the women's march but you know like just fighting for why am I fighting for this cause or whatever and I think the little things like that, um, I'll send you the article for that because the Women's March, they're actually, like, proposing different um, tasks for every week, what you can do for, like, the first 100 days that Trump is in office or whatever. <laughs> um, and one of them was to send postcards to your senator. So, like, you can literally put your put in your zip code and then they'll put, like, it'll spit out the address, the name, um, you know, of the senator that you need to write the card to. And they have, like, customized cards where it says, like, hello, my name is whatever, and I am writing to you because I care about blah, blah, blah. Like, it's awesome. So definitely, like you said, getting to know, um, you know, your representatives and stuff, that's really important because Trump is not the only person. You know, he doesn't work alone. <laughs> so right. we definitely need to be more aware of um, who has the power and stuff. Definitely. I also think something that you mentioned that I want to reiterate is to um, support media that is also um, by people of color. So even if it is, you know, um, paying for that movie to go watch and see, you know, Hidden Figures, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, you go and do it. If it is supporting... Um, you know, bitch media and then uh, other feminist sources, you go and do that. Because I think that that's what it is. I think sometimes you, you know, the problem seems so immense um, mm-hmm. and that you feel like you you can't control anything. So you right. have to start with something more local and small. Um, yeah, and if you're a writer, like, try to contribute to those outlets. Because I know when I graduated from J school, I was like, yeah, like, I need to get in the daily news. I need to get in these, you know, mainstream uh, mainstream magazines and newspapers and stuff. But you can start small, you know, start at, like, 
um, not necessarily even small, but like start at a place where there are people like you, the people look like you, the people are talking about issues that you care about. You know, like I literally, um, I was like so ready for 2017. Like I made a list of like all these outlets that I have like plans for, you know, like to contribute to and stuff like that. And I'm like, it might not happen in the first, like it might happen the day before 2018, but I'm going to be published <laughs> in this. <laughs> I'm going to get published on this, you know, online magazine or online, um, you know, like newspaper Blog. sometimes they have. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, I want to, you know, try to contribute. Not only if you can't, like you said, if you can't give money, then at least give your time, give your your brain, <laughs> your uh, your writing skills and stuff like that, you know. I think one last thing besides being besides being active in, in anything creatively, whether it is you write or whether it is you take pole dancing classes or you go to the gym and you do kickboxing like me and you want to kick something <laughs> or you want to, you know, sew or like your, you know, I know that your grandma, um, so, uh, she sews with mm-hmm. you know, or or some people draw or whatnot. Um, besides these um, artistic outlets, I think it's also um, uh, important to – um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it is totally cool. But it's not 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 just artistically. There was another way to contribute that I can. Oh, not just artistically, but you know what's really what I find to be really um really great. Um, I know you like this, and we used to do this too. Um, you used to have a little notebook that you used to write uh, uh quotes that you uh-huh. either listened to somebody say or you read in a book or something. Um, and I personally gravitate a lot to quotes. I think um, having one of those like quotes of the day calendars, or oh yeah, um, having or or having a notebook where you write down a quote, or mm-hmm. printing out. I used to, sorry, I used to do that a lot. I have an actual poster in my room of all the all my favorite quotes, and it's it's a poster I printed out, and. I don't know why. I feel like that's whatever inspires you, whether it is that or stickers or, or something, um, mm-hmm. especially in your own space. I think sometimes, again, it's this uh, factor of like control. Like, well, I can control what, you know, my neighbor's doing or my, you know, yeah. what my representative is doing or whatever. But my space is mine and I can I can decorate it the way I want to and I can put something that is inspiring to me so that I can continue. So right. I think, well, I don't know about you, but I like those. Oh, yeah. I definitely, my whole refrigerator, um, I have, so I'm not in New York anymore, and I miss you guys, and I saw, um, you know, like, during the election, how all the train stations, you guys did the post-it notes. Um, yes. So yes, I was telling <laughs> I told my girlfriend, I still have all these pictures of, you know, the train stations. And I mean, besides the fact that she's never been on public transportation, like she didn't understand. But anyway, I was like, I like, look at my city, like, look what they're doing. And then I came home one day and she covered my wall in my bedroom with post-its with like quotes and all this like positive stuff on it. And like, I love yous and you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like, this is what I wanted. So like, I've been adding to it and I'll add to like, um, I put them on my refrigerator and everything. I'm like, this is my little taste of like New York, but then also like self love and positivity, like in my That's space. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Destiny, for joining us. Um, I I really appreciate um, you giving the time to do this. I know you have a really busy schedule. 
But I mean, I, I mean, when I think of this subject, I don't think of anyone else but you. And I hope that um, all the listeners really enjoyed our, our show tonight. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I learned, I still learned a lot. Even from you, I'm still learning from you. Um, oh, I love you. Yes. <laughs> And I and I will definitely put all the links down below. I think this this is gonna be the the show with the most links, with the most things to <laughs> to, to look up. And again, I think um, even though it can be a little bit overwhelming, you know, um, it never hurts to try and look at these things. You know, just spend a, an hour or two online and looking up all these sources that we're going to um, put the links to. But thank you again, Destiny. I, I really appreciate it, and I love you. Thank and you. I know Texas is cold, but not as cold as New York, okay? <laughs> Girl, it was 70 degrees today. It was 30 degrees oh, earlier, and right I would now it's 70. 70 degrees, I would say 70 degrees any day over, you know, know. our 40 <laughs> degrees here. Yes. But thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me, girl. <laughs> yes. Well, um, yeah, so everybody, um, thank you again for listening, and yeah, I hope I hope you guys um, like the show. Please comment down below. And if you like what you hear and you want to learn more about the subject or want another um, conversation about the subject, um, please let us know down below. Bye.